Thank you. I don't know about you, but I'm going to heaven. I'm going there. I can't wait to get there, but I'm not in a hurry to leave this place. Because my daughter just got married, and they tell me grandkids are great. I, I don't know. You know, would you pray with me a minute? Lord, I need to say this morning, Lord, that I need you. Would you speak today, Lord, where necessary, in spite of my words, would you speak, Lord? We all need a touch from you. We all need a word from you today, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, um, I was away on my study week. I try to do that once a year. And um, it is more than simply studying. Actually, I, I, I pray. I, I do some thinking and some writing. And what I hope is God-led reading. And it was good. I enjoyed it. It was good. It, it always helps me to um, reboot or whatever the term is. But I, I also, when I'm away, I also think about and pray about you. I think about different people that come to mind when I'm praying. I think about Grace Point in general and the direction of us as a church. I think about this place, our place in the kingdom our responsibility as people in the body of Christ, our response to God's amazing grace each day. As I thought about God's all-sufficient grace for people like you and me, as I thought about how faithful God is to people like you and me, milestones came to mind. Just the term milestones, those, those events, if you will, in our, in our lives on this journey we call life that draw us or can be used by God to draw us closer to Him if we're paying attention. Special milestones even that give us opportunities to respond to God's grace, perhaps in greater measure than normal. This morning, I want to spend a few minutes talking about some of those milestones that come into our lives from time to time. I'd like you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3. Now, Proverbs is in the Old Testament, right past the book of Psalms. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Now, if you've been around the church for very long, let's say you grew up in the church, been to Bible school, Sunday school, and all this, You've got this passage down. You know this one. And I've said before that I grew up with this specific passage of Scripture because my mom put it on the bathroom wall above, well, the toilet. I saw it a lot. Not sure about my sisters, but I saw it a lot. Now, if Carla was here, she'd be sitting there going, move on. So somebody tell me, move on, Pastor Chuck. Thank you. Okay, I'll tell you, tell Carly that you were there for her. Very good. But this passage of Scripture is incredible. Let's look at it together, and I'd actually like you to read it with me. So let's read and follow along as, as uh, we read this passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. 
In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Awesome words. There are passages of Scripture throughout God's Word that really put it down where we can understand, that that put it on the line for us, that show us the way, the, the way that we can have in this life victory in Jesus. There are certain passages of Scripture that just come off the page and hit you in the face and say, that's the way that I can live and be more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ our Lord. Here's the way I can live a life daily that I know, I sense, I can understand that my life is pleasing to God. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 is one of those passages of Scripture. Look at the the first half of verse 6. The first part of verse 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge Him. There you have it. Sisters, brothers, Pastor Chuck, what's it mean to follow God? In all your ways acknowledge Him. I mean, all your ways. What you think, what you say, what you do, how you treat others, how you do school, how you go to work and work there. In all your ways the Bible says, acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. The milestones in our lives are great opportunities or great times that we can acknowledge God, that we can say to our families and to us, we can say clearly, I am determined to follow Jesus. Special opportunities, if you will, to respond to God's grace. One milestone that comes along in our lives is called salvation. The milestone of salvation. Now this milestone gets us started on our journey with God. It is that time when we sense the pull of God on our hearts and perhaps the conviction of the Holy Spirit and we get on our knees on our face at an altar or at the bedside or wherever it is and we ask Jesus to humbly forgive us and save us from our sins. On my study week, as I thought about you, I thought about what brought us together. I mean, look around. We're different. Many of us have come from different parts of the country. Why have we gathered in this place? Well, you could say because of Jesus. We've come to this place because we have given our hearts and lives to Jesus or we're related to people who have given their hearts and lives to Jesus or we're connected in some way to people who have given their hearts and lives to Jesus and we gather in this place to praise and worship the God of our salvation. That's what we have in common among probably some other things. But the one thing that all of us have in common is Jesus We are people who've been adopted into the family of God and gathered to worship Him. Saved by His power divine. Saved to new life sublime. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete for I'm saved, saved, saved. It's the milestone of salvation. Let me ask you a personal question, sister, brother. Are you saved? I even have to ask myself that about people in the church sometimes. People that have been around the church for years in some cases. 
I have to ask myself, can they be saved and act like that? Can they really be saved and treat each other like that? I have asked myself that question from time to time. So I ask you today, are you saved? I don't mean that it's your tradition. I don't mean that it's just that you've been around the church since who knows how long, I mean, since anybody can remember, or that you've just started coming last week. None of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a moment in time where you on purpose invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart and you asked him to forgive you from your sins. And from that moment on, he transformed you and you did a 180 and your life has never been the same. Have you experienced that, brothers or sisters? Have you been saved? Have you responded to the saving grace of God on purpose? Don't miss it. Come to Jesus. It is a milestone that will change your life for eternity, guaranteed by God. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Another milestone we'll talk about for a minute or two is baptism. Baptism does not save us. Baptism does not bring us into the kingdom. Baptism is the absolute best way that somebody can testify to being saved by God's grace. It is a testimony that I have asked Jesus to forgive my sins and he has forgiven me. And in baptism, it symbolizes me being, my sins being dying with Christ, being buried with him and rising again to new life in Christ. Baptism. It is an outward sign of an inward work of grace. Again, baptism does not save us, but it is a tremendous time that we respond to the saving grace of God in our lives. God's son, Jesus, was baptized. you remember that? you read that? When Jesus was baptized, this voice came out of heaven. Oh, I would love that. Wouldn't you love to hear that? Maybe not. This voice came out of heaven after Jesus was baptized, and it said, This is my son who I love. With him I am well pleased. God said that after Jesus was baptized. Personally, I have one deep supreme desire, that I might be like Jesus. So I want to be baptized. How about you? There's people sitting here today. You know who you are. People sitting here today have been sitting in these seats for a long time and you've never been baptized. You need to be baptized. Somebody say amen. amen. All the baptized people said amen. You need to be baptized. Now, see, you can trust me. I'm a trained professional. I know what I'm doing. I haven't lost one yet. Now, I have to be honest with you. I do ask the Lord to show me how long to keep people under. I do that. And sometimes, it's a long time, I mean, but I've never lost anybody yet. When the bubbles get small, I bring them up and they're fine. They're fine. Have you been baptized? God was pleased when his son was baptized. He will be pleased when you get baptized. Let me just tell you, talk to you parents for a minute. With children of all ages, 
whether they're young or grown with their own kids, and maybe you have grandkids. Let me just talk to you, parents. Listen to this. If you have never been baptized, there isn't much that you could do in front of your children and grandparents or grandchildren that would minister to them, that would sear that moment in their minds much more than baptism. Think about this with me. A dad, Bob, being baptized with his kids. A mom being baptized with their kids. That's something they will never forget. Let's say you have grown kids, and maybe you have not necessarily raised them exactly the way you're proud of. I don't know. Maybe you have, and they've strayed from the Lord. There is nothing, well, almost nothing, not many things more that would really minister to their spirits and encourage them to follow Christ than watching you get baptized. Our next opportunity is our 75th anniversary on September 11th, coming up in two weeks. We're going to take the baptistry out there. Pastor Rex says it'll take 16 guys in a forklift, but we're going to get it out there under the tent And we're going to baptize people. We're going to celebrate the family for 75 years. And baptism is one of the things we're going to do. Let me know. Get on the list. You need to be baptized. It's one of those milestones in our lives that helps us draw closer to God. Another milestone, quickly, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one, is marriage. I mention this because I've been involved in a number of marriages, weddings this year, and a couple of those weddings. As I talked to the couple before the wedding, I mean, a few of them, it was crystal clear. They wanted their marriage to start their lives right They wanted to build their relationship together on the foundation of Jesus Christ. They were using this milestone of marriage to draw closer to God as a couple on purpose. See, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Far too many couples are concerned about who's singing What are they singing? Who's standing up for me? What colors do I have? Um, What colors Pastor Rex's tie? And all that kind of thing. Too many people worry about those things. But don't put a whole lot of thought into this milestone. God wants to pour out to these couples as they stand before the altar of God his grace that is sufficient for their lives until Jesus comes. Marriage. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Couples that acknowledge God, I guarantee you by the word of God that their lives will be blessed. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Another milestone is the birth of a child. Now, when I was away, I thought about all the children that are around here, including those those ladies that are great with children around here. They're all over the place. I don't know about you, but I've told Carla not to drink the water here in this place. I said, you know, let's just be careful here. 
There are all kinds of children in this place, and there are babies coming along. We truly are a blessed people, aren't we? See, this is huge. You know why? Because 85% of the people that come to Christ do so between the ages of 4 and 12. 85% of the people that ever accept Christ do so in what is called the 4-12 window. Now, that being true, we must emphasize even more what we do for children in this church. They're impressionable. They are vulnerable. They are looking for direction in their lives. And so Pastor Ryan and Pastor Trey and I have been talking about this and praying about this, asking for the Lord's direction in these milestones in the lives of our children as they go through our church. And we just want to introduce to you today a few of the things that we're going to do in the future that have to do with these milestones in their lives. So Pastor Trey and Ryan, wherever you are, come on up here just for a minute. It'll take them a minute to talk to us about raising the level of importance in the lives of our children at these milestone moments. They're going to talk about four milestones. There are plenty more, but we're going to start here. The first one is baby dedication. Um, Baby dedication is something that we have done um, for a long time. And what that is, is it's the parents coming forward um, before the church and before God, um, giving themselves to God as the the primary spiritual format, the primary spiritual influencer in the lives of these kids, their new infants that God has gifted them with. Um, Baby dedications will take place. We're going to change it a little the way we've done it. They will, we've chosen specific Sundays on which um, baby dedications will take place, and there's information in the foyer that give you those dates um, for, this, for the baby dedications. The second one is the first Bible, and this is something new that we're going to start doing for first graders in September, beginning next year. And we are going to take the opportunity that we have as the church to give the first graders their first Bible. Um, this, this will be our opportunity to give them God's word and to place a huge importance on that as they begin to, to read at school, as they begin to put these words and these things from God into their brains and into their lives. Um, that's the first Bible. The third one is the rite of passage service, which you may be familiar with. We've done that the past three or four years. And this is um, the marking in the student's life as they go from childhood to adolescence, from children's ministry to youth ministry. And again, it's, it's the church coming together and reminding the parents that we're in this together. And it's the parents realizing again that I am this primary spiritual leader in the life of, of my child. Mm-hmm. All three of these have a new component, which is a class. This is uh, one class that you come to one time, and it will explain kind of what's going to happen in the service. It will explain what the parent is doing in the act of of the service, Um, and it's one time. For the babies, you can come before the baby's born or after, and for the first graders and the sixth graders, it's something you come to as a parent with your student, with your child. That's the three that happen between birth and sixth grade. 
We have a long history of celebrating the achievements of our high school graduates, and this year we're going to build upon that. And our high school graduates every year come up here and share their achievements, but this year we're going to have them also share their continuing commitment to Christ that they've made as they move on to adulthood and on to college and careers and all those things that that senior hires move on to after they graduate. And also we're going to have a chance this year for our parents to stand with our with their graduates and bless them as they continue on into adulthood. And much like Pastor Trey, we're going to have a one-session class to walk parents and teens through this process. It's just a one-session class, but we're going to offer it at multiple convenient times just to make sure that everybody's able to make it. And our goal is not only to celebrate what they've done, but give our teens a chance to commit to Christ for their future and for our parents to bless their teens as they head out into adulthood. Amen. Why are we doing this? Why are we going to do this? Well, here's why. The world we live in is hell-bent on your children's destruction. And they are pulling out all the stops. And so we should ramp up our efforts too, don't you think? As, we, as these children go through life and they get all these influences out in the world, we should give them more significant influences here. We should have been done, doing this all along but we're going to ramp it up now and ask the Lord to bless it because in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. You know, talking about baby dedication, is it right to ask parents, invite parents up here in front of the church to bring their baby, to, to have a baby dedication and to dedicate that baby to the Lord and to them to dedicate the, themselves to raising this child in Christ? And really, the parents, one or both, have really no intention of following Jesus Christ. Is it right for us to do that? Our goal will be that we can bring parents into a classroom setting and really minister to them and hopefully, if necessary, invite them to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior so that they can truly say, yes, we as a family are going to bring this child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You know, your children are tender and they're impressionable, and they, they just they, they watch us all, and they get our cues from us. Sometimes I look around, and I hear some things, and I, I hear what some parents are, are doing with their children or allowing their children to do, and I cringe. What's worse, I, my heart breaks sometimes, and I scream out, No! God help those little children not to be negatively influenced by what their parents are letting them do. Nobody said amen. Baby dedication, first Bible, rite of passage, graduation. We don't want this just to be a habit in the church. We want it to be a significant milestone that children and families will look back on. Baby dedication. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will set your path straight. The parents are saying, I bring my child for dedication, dedicating myself to Christ, and bringing the child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. First Bible. In all your ways, acknowledge him. As a parent, we, we are saying, I participate in this milestone, modeling in my daily life that, that God's word I've hid in my heart 
that I might not sin against him. That God's word is a lamp to my feet, child. Follow me as I follow the example of Christ. Rite of passage. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. I am with my child as he or she receives the blessing from God. Praying that over the years that child has seen and caught the blessing of God in and through my family. Or our family. As we have been parents faithfully serving God. Standing next to our child and hearing the words, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. And then graduation. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do you know? That as these children, these adult, these growing into adulthood children, as they stand across here with their gowns on, do you know some of them have already made their choice that they're not going to follow Christ? Some of them are anxiously waiting until they can get out from other mo- under mom and dad and the influence of the church. They have their plans made, what they're going to do when they get to college. There are a few cases that that is true. So wouldn't it be good... If we could, one more time, before they went off to college or off into the work world, to sit them down and look in their eyes and say, follow Christ in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Moms and dads, how are you doing with all of that? Would you say, dad, mom, that you are influencing your children to Christ or away from Christ? What would you say, Mom, Dad? Listen to what Jesus says about your children in Matthew chapter 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. Listen to verse 6. But if anyone causes one of these little children who believe in me to sin... It would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. See, the bottom line is Jesus loves your little children. Jesus has died for your little children. And God expects you as parents to lead them into all truth by living it in front of their lives first. By exposing them to the word of God by faithful attendance to the, the, to the church and Sunday school, Bible school and all of that. And then also to have family worship with these children so that you can model in front of them how important it is to you and your family that in all our ways we acknowledge him and he directs our paths, makes our paths straight. If Anyone, anyone needs to acknowledge God on a daily basis. It's parents. Your church is going to try to do a better job emphasizing some significant milestones in life. 
My prayer is that God would help all of us acknowledge him as, as we walk our journey, this journey called life. And that we would acknowledge him in a way that he would be pleased with us. And as these milestones come along, there would be more opportunities to embrace him and respond to his grace. Brothers and sisters, when is the last time you, you, responded to God's grace? When is the last time? Do you remember? When is the last time on purpose that you reached out and received what God has for you? The grace of God is available to all of us and it's sufficient. And when we walk in it and respond to it, it changes our lives. This grace that God offers to us freely. When is the last time you responded to God's grace, Dad? Mom? Why not respond today and make this day a milestone in your life? Will you stand with me? Lord, Father, God in heaven, holy, holy King of kings, Lord of lords, we, bump, we humbly bow our heads and bow our hearts in, in your presence now, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you to speak to our hearts and help us to respond to you in this atmosphere today. In Jesus' name, let's sing this together.